0: welcome back everyone you're listening to the eft healing center online radio network tap into your fullest potential i'm your co-host scott Patton, along with annabelle fisher hey annabelle how are you doing today
1: hi scott i'm doing really well thank you i'm feeling great today today's today's going very well for me
0: oh good i wish i could say the same thing
1: Oh, really? Isn't it going so well for
0: well, you? Well, you know, when we just started my introduction, I put my name first instead of your name, and and I realized as I did that I was worried that you might be offended because uh, you got second billing.
1: Oh, isn't that interesting? Do you know what? I didn't even hear you say that. And we're still recording. so we're <laughs> ch-
0: still recording, yes.
1: I think so. it's okay. <laughs> just this once.
0: And, uh, and I wanted to do that as a way of uh, bringing up our topic for today, which is uh, all about setting boundaries and, and uh, that sort of stuff. But also, and part of that, of course, is, you know, we... Like I know I want to have open, uh, heartfelt communication with my loved ones. And I want to be transparent and, and uh, you know let people know, be as real as I can be, let people know where I'm going. But I run into a massive problem, uh, even though that's my intention, is sometimes what I might say to them is they might not want to hear it, they might not be open to hearing it, they might not like it. And so um, I'm, I start to worry that they're going to be offended. And so then I... Will either take the chance or not take the chance, and, uh, and I actually had an experience recently with one of my sons where um, I really, you know, he kind of had a position, and and I didn't really agree with the position, and I thought, you know, if I say anything about this, he's, you know, it's it's going to strain the relationship more than I might want it to be strained. So I was worried that I would offend him, and uh, and I and I think. The, there may be specific times and incidences where that might be appropriate, but I think in 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 general, that's uh, something I do too much of, and most of the time, in an inappropriate, uh, uh, in an, it is inappropriate to, to be worried about what they're, what what I say offends them when I, you know I don't I don't say it to offend them. I just say it to this is how I feel right now. And I've had also had the opposite experience where I thought, oh, you know, if I say this, they're not going to love me anymore, or whatever. And then I say it, and gee, they love me more. So <laughs> <laughs> the re- you know when I test the reality of my position, it doesn't really hold up. But I still have this this concern and this worry going.
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting, Scott, that we have this uh, deep anxiety that whoever it is that's concerned won't like it, won't like what we say. Um, But I'm always intrigued by that because it's been my experience working with clients who perhaps say that they'll be offended or they they won't like what I tell them that, I I always feel that people actually quite like perimeters. They quite like boundaries and being uh, directed in some way. So actually, if we can say, um, I'm I'm not too happy about that or that's unacceptable to me because, and we actually set a perimeter, most usually in my experience working with clients or just day-to-day living and interacting with people, the other person uh, actually quite likes that they think, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. And they quite like fitting into that, not not in a, a challenging way or a way that makes them feel uncomfortable, but it, it actually is a, a reassuring thing for them because they've got some kind of structure now. It's not so gray and open and out there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, too, that people can tell when I say something and... I'm just saying it to kind of please them as opposed to saying it because this is what I believe.
1: Yes, uh, I mean, I think that we can often hear that in someone's voice or uh, from their body language, that perhaps it's not coming from a completely heartfelt, natural place. It's more like to fit in uh, with whatever is ex- we believe is expected of us to say. Um, and, and I think this uh, concern, this agitation, or even fear that we might offend somebody, um, is, uh, is is very powerful and, uh, and and certainly not in a positive way. Uh, I mean, the worry or anxiety that we might feel that somebody is offended uh, by what we say um, will then prevent us from uh, from doing. Or saying what we need to do or say, so that compromises us, um, and so then we're feeling uncomfortable. That that's having a, a response uh, on a physical level too, because our body's feeling uncomfortable about that, and uh, we, we're feeling agitated and, and displeased. And then, of course, that can uh, snowball into emotions like re- re- resentment and and uh, even despair and so forth.
0: Absolutely.
1: And uh, what I've noticed working with clients, Scott, is often people uh, are challenged saying no um, and feeling that it's easier in the long run to compromise their needs, because they're very afraid that they'll be rejected. So uh, the person that they say no to, in whatever form, uh, will no longer love them. So uh, I know that 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 is a very powerful driver for many people um, and can explain why uh, they, they will agree and say yes rather than standing in their power and feeling confident enough to say no.
0: Right, right, absolutely and there are also people that are very manipulative so like I know uh, a family member of mine who he, he's an in-law so his parents are not my parents and he he's found them to be very overbearing over the years, and um, <laughs> uh, you know, like his mother or dad will have a temper tantrum if they don't do what the parents want them to do. Right? <laughs> it's very listening to them. It's like you just can't believe these are actually parents. They sound more like you know five-year-old kids, but that's the way that they've acted. <laughs> and of course, when you have thirty, forty, fifty years of that sort of pattern, they've come to the conclusion that you know it's just better to uh, say whatever keeps everybody happy, and and uh, and that's kind of the new boundary. So it's always a question of how, and they're not happy with it either. Like nobody, I think, is particularly happy with this.
1: No, exactly, because nobody's needs are being met, um, and uh, the so the energy is uncomfortable around it and uh... the resentment starting to grow um, and of course a lot of the work uh, that i find myself exploring with my clients is if um, we can't say no for whatever reason so there are fears of the repercussions Uh, as you've just mentioned, um, like what if somebody becomes angry or uh, disgruntled or unpleasant about it, or what if somebody rejects me because I've said no and I've uh, stood up for myself, Uh, or what what if I offend them, Uh, so if if all these uh, thoughts come up and we're unable to say no, um, and then we kind of swallow down what we we really want and need to say, uh, then our body will start shouting out to be heard on our behalf. Um, and I know you and I have discussed this before about how the the body speaks on our behalf and stops us on our behalf as well. And so in this case, the body will actually say no for us on our behalf, and that could be uh, that somebody becomes sick uh, or indeed becomes seriously ill, and therefore they don't have to do all of these things. Um, So some of the examples that I've heard in the past is... um, People feeling compromised, for example, they have to uh, babysit the grandchildren on a regular basis, and they love their grandchildren, but they don't particularly want to babysit them maybe every day or every other day. Um, somebody feeling compromised in a job, uh, feeling pressurised and unable to speak up or speak out. Certainly, feeling compromised in in rela- uh, romantic relationship, uh, with husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, and uh, of course many, many. Other other examples. Uh, so, if the person is unable to say the no and uh, feels it's easier for whatever reason to kind of go with the flow, to speak so to speak, uh, then the body will invariably step up to the plate and say the no on their behalf. And uh, then that's when uh, I start to see the uh, chronic illness symptoms.
0: Yeah. So, And that's really an important uh, aspect, I think, that a lot of people don't realize and when we look at you know the epidemic of cancer and heart disease and everything else it's easy to blame you know the french fries and and you know all that sort of stuff but really a lot of it has its beginnings in our emotions right
1: yes Absolutely. I mean, for me, that's the root cause. And of course, looking after our health in other ways through exercise and and uh, useful, wise uh, dietary habits, of course, contributes as well. Uh, but we could be the fittest person in the world and eating the purest, most organic foods. But if there's um, a growing resentment or discomfort inside, uh, because we've just said yes, so. Too often, when we really wanted to say no, uh, then that will cause the dis-ease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I recall um working with a client actually scott last uh, last summer uh, we she's a regular client, and she had a number of guests that were scheduled to come and stay with her um, over the summer and uh, she uh she started to feel agitated about it. Um, and uncomfortable and all sorts of reasons why she, she just didn't want anyone to come and, and stay in the house. And uh, just before the first uh, set of, um, I think they were relatives came, um, she had a very severe flare-up of allergies um, and was very, very sick and actually ended up in bed for a period of time. Well, that is an idea of her body saying no on her behalf because what do you know, they weren't able to come the people couldn't come and and stay because she felt so unwell, Mm -hmm. Uh, so her her body did the talking for her.
0: Right, right.
1: So I was wondering, Scott, if you uh, were up for doing a little bit of tapping around feeling compromised and and the concern that uh, many people may feel about offending someone.
0: I think that would be an excellent uh, exercise to go through, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that worries about whether I'll, what I'll say is or doesn't say things that I want to say, because I'm worried about the reaction that I'll get.
1: Yes, indeed. So we're worried about being rejected or, or the person becoming angry or disappointed in us. Um, and uh, so the tapping that I have in mind is really um, about the concern that they'll be offended and how to fulfill our own needs and feel safe enough to, uh, to speak out what's right for us uh, so, so that we feel that we can find the words to uh, pr- really support ourselves and uh, allow the person to know that they're very loved um, and it's not personal. It's just whatever it is doesn't work for us in that moment.
0: Wonderful. I guess we could uh, also, um, I think there's another side to this too. And I was just thinking about it as you spoke and that is oftentimes I will say yes, 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 yes to a bunch of things I don't really want to do. And what happens over time is I end up losing control of my life because I'm doing what everybody else wants as opposed to what I want.
1: Yeah. So, what co- what's the emotion that comes up for you then? How how is that? What's that like for you when you're doing things what everybody else wants?
0: Um, I'm not sure what how I would name it, but or maybe disappointed I can't do what I want.
1: Yes, I mean I was wondering if there was some resentment that starts to build, mm. like I mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah, certainly resentment comes up. And uh, it shows in in a number of ways. One of which is I'm I'll be late. <laughs> in fact, that's one of the ways I can tell if it's something I really want to do or not. Is I, I look at the time when I arrive and am I on time or am I late? <laughs>
1: How interesting. So once again, we, we you, you and I are constantly referring back to what's the cause, what's the symptom. So yes. you may look at it on a surface level and think, oh, sometimes I go through periods of time in my life where I'm arriving late for appointments or meeting people. However, of course, if you dig a little deeper, what comes up is, yes, this, this is as a result of feeling compromised and having to be in this place where a heart level I don't want to be here exactly yes a great example I find uh, it very
0: I helpful to look at my actions and results and say you know okay this is what I wanted so why did I want that And or here I am late uh, You know, I obviously really wasn't putting much effort into getting here on time so this isn't that important to me so you know I guess I didn't really want to be here and then it sort of opens the door for me to look at it in a, in a different light as opposed to, oh I can't believe I'm always late, I'm always late, well no, I'm not always late, I'm always late when I don't want to go someplace.
1: Yes, and how insightful, I mean that's great that you've observed that. Uh, because you realize that you're not always late, it's not a regular occurrence, it's just at specific times.
0: Yeah, if I want to go to a movie and it's one of my favorite actors is in the movie and the story sounds great and everyone's raving about it, I'm not late.
1: (laughs) No, of course not, there's an incentive there, you really want to be there. That's right. Yeah, it, uh, I, th- I just find it fascinating how the psychological reversal comes into play. So even though uh, you do actually turn up to the, uh, the appointed, well, not necessarily the exact time, but to meet the person, you are late. So there, there is uh, self-sabotage going on because uh, there are more reasons for you, uh, you wishing you weren't there than wishing you were there.
0: That's right.
1: I'm actually uh, thinking as well um, of another client that I'm working with currently, Scott. Um, and uh, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about setting appropriate boundaries um, for her because of um, her, her fears around saying no to her family. Um, and a lot of the expectations for her have been, Uh, she she lives in uh, the same town as uh, her parents, and often they'll say to her and her husband, hey, let's meet up for dinner, let's go out to a restaurant, and she doesn't uh, always want to do that, she doesn't feel comfortable with them, uh, so she doesn't really want to spend a couple of hours every week having dinner with them, Um, and it's very interesting uh, to have a taken, uh, rewound her illness, so to speak, and worked out when it started and how useful her illness can be because if she, uh, at the beginning of the week, she knows that that she's been invited to go out for dinner to a restaurant uh, with her parents, she uh, often, what she says to me, I get a grip in my stomach, I feel sick thinking about it. Um, And so then she can use her illness as a reason not to go so call up mom and dad and say I'm sorry uh, I'm really not feeling very well this week and that's fine that's a ready made reason for her not to go that they understand they won't question that because they know she's very seriously ill uh, so of course they want to support her and protect her they're not going to say well this isn't good enough you've got to come to the restaurant they, they're completely understanding okay that's, that's a shame we'll meet up again soon mm. interesting Yes.
0: So we get, we get control of our lives one way or the other.
1: Yes, exactly. It's
0: um, a mean lot easier just to say, nope, don't feel like getting together right now, or I'm not ready to make a decision right now, maybe we'll see later, and then do what you want to do and be happy and healthy versus it's almost uh, like, I was going to say like lying where you say yes, but you know that something's going to happen that's going to make you be able to worm out of it later
1: yes that's right, yeah, but because there that's right, there are more secondary gains to be had for uh, use using whatever the reason is, um, and of course, if somebody feels unwell well that, that's a justifiable reason to give as to not showing up somewhere uh, but is it is it um is it an authentic reason, or is it the body doing the talking on our behalf uh, and uh, I mean Most powerfully for me, what comes up when I work with clients is this absolute fear and dread of what will they think. So what will they think if I say, I don't want to go to the restaurant on Thursday night? What will they say if I say, no, I don't uh, want to go to that family gathering on Sunday morning? Uh, What will they think uh, if I say, no, I don't want to take on extra time at work, thank you? Um, so again compromising our needs because of the fears of what they think but then going back to what I mentioned to you at the beginning very often it's been my experience that if we do say no this isn't working for me or I don't feel very happy doing that the other person finds that completely acceptable and uh, and is is uh, fine about that and, and is actually quite supportive oh okay that's fine great Uh, rather than, uh, in actual fact, creating uh, uh, disharmony in an argument, the other person may be uh, absolutely accepting.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We just need to take the risk to find out.
1: Indeed, because how can we guarantee what somebody else will think? We could be pleasantly surprised. We could be shocked. Uh, it could be a, a, as we expect, but ha- in in a sense, I mean, I often wonder who, what gives us the right to assume what other pe- other people are thinking anyway, um, or Absolutely. what, how another person will react anyway, and we're we're not going to know until we take responsibility for ourselves and our needs. And actually set a boundary. And then we can actually find out what they're thinking rather than assuming what they're thinking. Because I often hear that with uh, my clients too. Well, I know that they'd think this, or I know they'd think that. Did you ask them? Oh, no, but I know they'd think it. But, but we, we may know someone really well and have a sense of how they'd respond to a situation, but we can't guarantee they definitely would think this. Uh, so until we set the perimeters, ha, what gives us the right to assume we know how they'll respond?
0: Yeah, and even if they do respond in a way we don't
1: like,
0: you're starting to create a different pattern the old pattern was, will you, will you do this, yes, will you do this, yes, will you do this, yes, and, uh, and then all of a sudden you say, no, well, maybe they do get upset and everything else because they're used to the old pattern, but as you stand your ground and say, no, this is what I want and this is what I'm doing and this is where I'm going, uh, they'll, I would assume in the majority of cases, come to a new agreement and then you have a new pattern and, and, uh, and you continue on, particularly if it's uh, family.
1: Isn't that, I mean, that to me is huge, what you've just said. It's all about the reconditioning, the rewiring. Just because it's always been done that way, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Maybe that doesn't feel right for some people. It, let's use the family as the example. So some people in the family may think, yeah, this, this situation really works for me, but for others it may not. It might be really uncomfortable or stressful. Uh, so let's try something different uh, to serve the needs of another person and see what that feels like because it is all down to change Um, and at first that might be scary for someone else Uh, Mm -hmm. but then once it's uh, been practiced a couple of times then that becomes normal as well
0: that's right and we all know people that are grumpy and miserable and then when you're saying something to somebody about them they just say yeah but that's the way they are they're grumpy and miserable so if they've set up a boundary and it's a grumpy miserable boundary you know <laughs> we, we all know people that accept that so why wouldn't when we're not grumpy and miserable but we want to set a different boundary why, why can't we do it? well of course we can, it's just we have this I am worried they will be offended thing going through our heads or like you said what will they think? Well, the grumpy guy doesn't care what you think, he's grumpy That's the way he is and everybody accepts him, right? So, you know, we're not grumpy, you know, we're helpful and everything else. But, gee, you know, we'd like to say no once in a while. Well, we just need to get everybody on board with, you know what? This is a person that if they don't want to do it, they'll just tell you they don't want to do it. I actually have a funny story I have to tell you. Uh, My parents live on Vancouver Island and my dad's brother, and they're in their 80s, lives in Saskatchewan where it's like minus 30 right now and his daughter-in-law has decided she loves Vancouver Island and since she loves Vancouver Island she's doing her best to get her mom and dad-in-law to move from Saskatchewan to Vancouver Island And, and it's really been quite quite funny because she just doesn't take no for an answer right so she called up my sister can you look for a place for them to stay on Vancouver island you know and and then you know a week later have you found a place and how aren't you working at this and all this sort of stuff and we were quite lucky because we actually did find a, a place a friend of ours is going away for 3 months and they could stay but we've discovered that my aunt and uncle don't want to go <laughs> and they're quite happy being where they are right and so now you hear that uh, my cousin and his wife are going to be going and visiting, and the purpose of their visit to my aunt and uncle is to start packing. So <laughs> we're, we're just curious to see what's going to happen as the immovable objects, my aunt and uncle, meet the unstoppable force, their <laughs> daughter-in-law. <laughs> and you're know, just sort of speaking about boundaries and everything else, right? So, uh,
1: so they're having the contents of their house moved out, and they're sitting in their armchairs um, and waiting <laughs> to be lifted out, so to yeah, speak. Like, yeah, they yeah. have
0: no intention of going anywhere, right? So I don't know what's going to happen when, when they start trying to pack, because my aunt and uncle have no intention of moving. And, and I'm sure they've told uh, my cousin and his wife that many times. So, But it's kind of coming down to uh, where push beats, uh or rubber meets the road or whatever. It's just my uh, cousin-in-law, she doesn't care if anybody's offended. She just says what she thinks, right?
1: Yes, I mean, I think uh, what I'm suggesting, uh, how we can use EFT, is not so that we become brutally frank and barge through like a bull in a china uh, shop and be unconcerned about somebody's response. Uh, I mean, I, I'm suggesting we do this in a mindful way, but until we start acknowledging what our needs are, um, I, I don't see how we can interact and and be relational because the, the people that surround us are actually unclear as to what our, our personal needs are and what we really want because we're not setting any boundaries. We're not outlining anything for them. Uh, so... Uh, i I really hope that what people can get from this podcast and and then we'll do some tapping is that i i have a right to say no uh, but i don't have to be a brute about it i don't have to become selfish and forceful uh but i do need my uh and i deserve for my needs to be heard right now so we can use eft to tap on all the fears that come up as a result of that which is what i do with my clients all the discomforts and the worries of being rejected or making the other person angry or offended and then we feel in a much more uh even space to actually say uh this doesn't feel right for me and to Mm -hmm. actually start setting the boundaries
0: yeah i think that's really really important
1: Yes so just to be clear for everybody listening I'm not suggesting we run around saying no 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 it's me 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 that that's not what I'm where I'm coming from at all it's very much about uh it, it's down to the my health my well-being to be heard and to to speak out and to speak up and to feel safe doing that
0: Yeah that's right and that's why I brought it up because We we have extremes all the time. We have people that may be very very timid and don't really want to say what's really on their mind, and then we have people that are not at all. uh, In you know they just they'll let you know everything that's on their mind and a lot more, and with no regard at all for what your feelings are, which isn't which isn't a really a good way to be either. I don't think.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, very very well said, Scott. So would you like to do a little bit of tapping with me?
0: Yes, I'd love to.
1: (laughs) Very good. I mean, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say, you would say no, wouldn't you, if you didn't want to? (laughs) So, um, for everybody listening, uh, just before Scott and I start tapping, uh, just just to make you aware that EFT is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical treatment but it can be used in conjunction and if you are going to use EFT, you're encouraged to consult your doctor or therapist about doing so. In choosing to tap along with Scott and me, you're required to take complete responsibility for your own emotional, physical and mental health and well-being both during and after this podcast
0: And if you are driving We seriously, strongly, very as forceful as we can, given that we can't reach through the speakers and grab you by the throat, recommend that you do not tap while driving, simply because you should have both your hands on the steering wheel and be focused on where you're going. And if you take them off to tap the different parts and you get into a wonderful, blissful state, you may forget that you're driving and end up in a ditch or worse, and we would just really feel bad about
1: that. Okay, well done, Scott. All right, so we can um, we can do some tapping on this. Feel uh, feel uh, if you would feel more comfortable standing up, then do so, or stay where you are. And we're going to just do the setup by uh, uh, tapping on the chop point first of all.
0: So another reason not to do it in the car because you can't stand in your car.
1: Well, that's a good point. Yes, unless you've got a sunroof, I guess.
0: Oh, right, or a convertible.
1: (laughs) Or a convertible. Yes. All right, so Scott, if you just uh, repeat what I say. In the, the okay, rest- I'm standing. Excellent, I am too, actually. I like to stand when I tap. It makes me feel free and comfortable. Uh, so, just take a moment, uh, if you're listening, to think about something that perhaps you've been asked to do that you don't feel comfortable doing. Uh, you'd really rather say no, you feel awkward about saying no, how- however, uh, or maybe may a, um, a memory you have where you would preferred to have said no, but you found yourself saying yes. And uh, whatever that uh, brings up for you, whatever emotion, jot that down and of course write down an intensity level, uh, ten being the most you could feel and zero being I don't feel it at all. And then we can say this, so let's tap the karate chop point. Even though I'm afraid, I'll offend them.
0: Even though I'm afraid, I will offend them.
1: What if I don't?
0: What if I don't, (laughs) what an inconceivable concept.
1: (laughs) even though they may not like it
0: even though they may not like it
1: i deserve to consider what i need
0: i deserve to consider what i need
1: even though i feel uncomfortable setting boundaries and honoring myself
0: even though i feel uncomfortable setting boundaries and honoring myself
1: i'm willing to do my best anyway
0: i am willing to do my best anyway
1: okay well done scott so let's go to the top of the head and we'll say this i want to set some boundaries
0: i want to set some boundaries
1: and the eyebrow point but it all feels so different and uncomfortable
0: but it all feels so different and uncomfortable
1: and the side of the eye this could change everything
0: this could change everything
1: under the eye and i'm not sure i want to risk that
0: and i'm not sure i want to risk that
1: Under the nose. What if I upset them?
0: What if I upset them?
1: And the chin point. What if I don't?
0: What if I don't?
1: And the collarbone point. What if it fulfills their needs too?
0: What if it fulfills their needs too?
1: And under the arm. Because then they'll know what to expect.
0: Because then they'll know what to expect.
1: And we'll go back to the top of the head. I'm open to the possibility this could work for both of us.
0: I'm open to the possibility this could work for both of us
1: and the eyebrow point maybe I could set some boundaries
0: maybe I could set some boundaries
1: side of the eye it does feel different and uncomfortable
0: it does feel different and uncomfortable
1: under the eye and I honor these feelings
0: and I honor these feelings
1: under the nose I'm ready to fulfill my needs now
0: I'm ready to fulfill my needs
1: now. And the chin point. Maybe this relationship will be even easier.
0: Maybe this relationship will be even easier.
1: Collarbone point. It could become even more respectful.
0: It could become even more respectful.
1: Under the arm and far more enjoyable as a result.
0: And far more enjoyable as a result.
1: Very nice. So we'll close our eyes and take a comfortable breath. and just let that go, and if, you're, uh, if you were think- feeling an in- emotion quite intensely before we started, just get a sense of what that feels like and rate the intensity, and then feel free to uh, tap again using the same words and checking in again on how that makes you feel as you say those words. What was that like, Scott?
0: That was really good, because I was around a ten, and it moved me down to I think probably around a four and a half. So oh, wonderful. To- going to do it a few more times before uh, uh, before I post the uh, podcast episode. Yes,
1: yeah, so you can just play it back and tap again, and of course, always feel free to change the wording so it's suitable for you, because these, these words and phrases aren't written in stone. It's very important that we speak uh, meaningfully, so if you want to change anything, feel free to.
0: Right, that's a really good point. Wonderful. Uh, I think this is a really important topic that we cover today, Annie, and I think it really has the potential to improve greatly people's relationships both with uh, their friends and family and coworkers and also with themselves.
1: Yes, once we let go through EFT of all that discomfort that we feel around setting the boundaries then I mean we are really on, on the home run, uh, I mean it just it enables so much confidence and freedom. Um, and so I wish everyone well in uh, in doing uh, in tapping along with this and s- less of the yes as I call it and more uh, more of the no in a respectful and mindful way.
0: Right. So Annabelle, if somebody wanted to talk to you more about this topic or maybe other things that are that are concerning them and how EFT can help them, uh, what should they do?
1: Yes, uh, they can certainly visit my website, Scott www.the efthealingcenter.com and there's a lot of resources on there uh, and of course um, outlines of my workshops that I have coming up this spring uh, teaching people how to use EFT on themselves and their loved ones um, and of course I've got uh, audio resources and articles there as well
0: Wonderful, wonderful so thank you for joining us everybody you've been listening to the EFT Healing Center online radio network Tap into your fullest potential, starring Annabelle Fisher, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.